Responding to revolution with resistance and reformation. We're living in a destructive time. We're living in an age of revolution. The Bolshevik revolution was followed by a secular revolution. And then the sexual revolution and the cultural revolution. And the homosexual revolution in recent decades has turned the morals of society so upside down that perversion is now considered acceptable, while traditional family values are considered discriminatory hate speech. And this is literally what's happening. In the name of tolerance, free speech is being beaten to death, particularly on our college campuses. What should have been places of free speech, you would have thought. Now we're facing a gender revolution that wants to grant males access to female changing rooms. Uh, in fact, it was said that while uh, John F. Kennedy could say that he was going to put a man on the moon, uh, Obama was able to put men in women's bathrooms. So, you know, this is how you see presidents progressing. And now they want to permit males to compete in women's sporting events, for goodness sakes. Vogue recently published a pathetic cover article, Is Having a Baby in 2021 Pure Environmental Vandalism? Are our pets gobbling up the plant? Not only should you not have children, you shouldn't have pets either, according to Vogue. And by the way, interesting how often you find more same commentary on what's going on in the West from Russia today than you do from CNN and BBC. It's pretty bizarre because most of my life, the Russians were the enemy. And now, in fact, uh, it's becoming more and more Christian while the West is becoming more and more pagan. It's quite bizarre. We're facing an anti-Christian revolution. Evolutionism and humanism have undermined many of the foundations of Western civilization. And egalitarianism and antinomianism or hostility to God's law has subverted pillars of Christian civilization. Marxist critical race theory, which dates back to the 1920s, the Frankfurt School of Marxism, the Gramsci strategy or the termite strategy to rot out the inside of all the pillars of Western civilization, have so revolutionized much of the Western world that most American, Australian, Europeans no longer think in a biblical Christian worldview way but in an anti-Christian mindset. And you can see this by not only people like uh, Dawson, uh, Richard Dawkins, uh, but their campaigns, no God, no problem, and there's probably no God, so stop worrying, enjoy your life, and is God dead? You can see just the hostility to God coming over through the secular humanist media. And the censorship, unprecedented level of censorship. Have we ever had more censors in the world today? And trying to interfere with people's private posts on social media, and you know, you're offending our community guidelines. They have community guidelines? Uh, if they could have only put that energy into fighting pornography. No, but you can't get pornography off the internet. But boy, you can get off somebody's views that offend somebody else. But not things that offend Christians or God, of course. They can't deal with blasphemy. But boy, can they deal with anything that doesn't suit their narrative. We're seeing that Western civilization has been hijacked. Christophobia and anti-Christian prejudice have worked to sideline and then to ostracize biblical Christianity from the very universities which were pioneered by Christians. Virtually every university in the world was founded by Christians. The very name, university, uni veritas, one truth, testifies to its Christian origins. Pagans can go and open up a 
aversity or diversity or polyversity, but university should be Christian. These pagans don't even believe there is truth, let alone that it can be known. What are they doing with universities? Go and build your own polyversity down the road. But the university should be Christian. Western civilization has been hijacked by secular humanism and an aggressively atheistic heathen agenda. There was a time that the atheists and the perverts were very polite and respectful and quiet and kept in the back rooms. But now they're aggressive, they're in your face, and now they want to ban a Christian viewpoint. You don't have to say much about Hollywood, but regression and revulsion come to mind. Throughout the 20th century, there's been a revolution in entertainment. There was a time when entertainment focused on what Philippians 4 verse 8 speaks about. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, these are the things we should think on. And arts and plays and films at one time focused on excellence. But now we've seen entertainment degenerate to a celebration of base, vulgar, vile, ugly, blasphemous, perverted defilement. You feel besoddled, you feel violated by so much of what they call entertainment today. We've moved from entertainment to exploitation. What was once unthinkable has now become not only acceptable, but praised and celebrated, especially by the Academy Awards, which is a con job if there ever was one. Here you've got a mutual back-scratching group where a bunch of Hollywood perverts uh, swap gold statues amongst one another. You know, this year I'll give it to you, next year you give it to me. It's all a way of promoting the films they want. And I believe that this year they've promoted films which basically nobody's seen or even heard of. And it seems that their main goal now is not to recognize excellence in entertainment, but to promote an agenda. And, you know, whatever's promoting their agenda, that's what they will push. But criticism of it is now becoming a thought crime. And then we've got the COVIDian cult revolution. COVID-1984. A new virus has hit us. Control, oppress, victimize, isolate, and divide. COVID-19, all you need to do is add 84 after it, 1984, COVID-1984. The COVID-1984 cult, lockdown lunacy revolution, has led to effective martial law by medical dictatorships, where the Wuhan Health Organization has convinced many of the governments of the world to cripple their economies and suffocate church services and stifle cultural activities and stifle ministries and missions and outreaches and evangelism with unprecedented time and money-wasting restrictions, just amongst a variety of things. My wife has been part of Reach for Recovery for years, cancer survivor counseling. They haven't been allowed in the hospitals for the last year. Ministries that I know that specialize in prison ministry, they haven't been allowed to do a prison ministry in a year. Prisoners not allowed a visitor in a year. Hospital visitation by chaplains, forbidden for the last year. I know great missions and ministries that haven't undertaken a single outreach in a year. This is staggering. What have happened to the cultural mandate in the Great Commission? The COVID cult has been used as a smokescreen for advancing an increasingly intrusive communist agenda through lockdown lunacy and what some call economic suicide. Suicide. Well, 
Suicide suggests it's voluntary. But crippling and killing so many businesses worldwide is more akin to economic murder, mass murder, actually. It's not suicide at all. If it was suicide, you'd be doing it voluntarily. This has been forced. No law is valid if it violates a Bill of Rights. That's my understanding of a constitutional state. Yet the extraordinary COVID-19 state of emergency, state of disaster, martial law, whatever you want to call it, it's violated essential freedoms. What about our freedom of religion, freedom of belief, freedom of worship, freedom of association? Oh, the abortion clinic can be open, the liquor store can be open, but churches can't. Casinos are fine, but you know, this is insane. What about freedom of worship, freedom of assembly, freedom to demonstrate? Oh, you can burn trucks and loot things, that's not a problem. But the moment restauranteurs and, and uh, people of the hospitality industry marched upon, they were suddenly met with everything from water cannon onwards. Insane. What happened to freedom of movement? Time celebrates the great reset. It's just another word for revolution. It's not a reset at all. It's a Marxist revolutionary agenda. This is what, you know what Soviet means? Soviet means committee. The Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. Union of Committee-run Socialist Republics. A Soviet's a committee. The French Revolution was run by a committee of six, headed by Maximilian Robespierre, who decided who got the heads chopped off of the guillotine. That was the Committee of Public Safety. You know what KGB stands for? Department of Homeland Security. That's what a Russian told me, KGB in the Russian, what it means in English. Uh, it sounds so innocuous. Public Safety, you know, Committee of Public Safety. Well, we had Parliament sidelined last year, and a committee of six determined what to do. But you didn't need to worry. They consulted the ancestors, they said. This is a great reset. This is what communism wants. The government tells you who can work, whose work is essential or not. Isn't that audacious? Some politician telling you your work isn't essential. Most people's work is not essential. Is there any part of your body's organs that aren't essential? You know, if you shut down, say, 60% of your body's organs, you'd be dead. Forget about <laughs> sick. And yet they are killing our economy by saying that most, and this is what the hard lockdown was, most people's jobs and occupations are not essential. Well, imagine if we did that to any human organism. No society or economy can survive that. And now this masquerade. Which sick sadist thought up pointing a laser-like gun at a person's forehead and training a whole generation of kids to get used to stand in line while we point a gun-looking laser at your forehead? Why your forehead? Why the forehead? What kind of conditioning is this? This is child abuse. We're bringing up, uh, and talk about a new religion, the Covidian, the branch Covidian cult. Our children are now being raised in fear, fear of each other, fear of the world, fear of illnesses, fear of viruses, even the air they breathe. They're being taught to fear everything. I was brought up in Rhodesia. Bilharzia and tick bite fever and malaria was normal. <laughs> We, we all got it. I mean, so what? It didn't stop us living, swimming in dams and everything else. All of the frontline missionaries get malaria. Some of us get hepatitis and other things too. It hasn't stopped us going in a field and doing our work. You don't stop life because there's some risk. For goodness sakes, you're more likely to be struck by lightning than for a kid at school to contract COVID or die from it. It's insane. The psychological damage done to these children, this is child abuse. Should be absolutely forbidden. In Denver, I've seen this. 1994, they painted this mural. 
Now, what did they know? What was coming? Why, having everyone wearing masks, is this their view of the future? It's to dehumanize. Masks in the Muslim Middle East, I know, forcing women to wear veils and masks, it's a sign of submission. It's nothing to do with medicine, as people will tell you. There are tens of thousands of medical professionals saying a cloth mask cannot possibly do anything to protect you from any virus. No way. But there's a lot of money involved in this. Make no mistake, and they're all probably re relatives uh, of uh, cabinet ministers who are benefiting from all this new industry of providing the masquerade and the vaccination, if it's a vaccination and so on. And the president of Belarus exposed this whole racket when he let it be known to the world that he had been offered a $500 billion bribe by the World, Health, or, uh, by the world Bank if he would adhere to the Wuhan Health Organization requirements and shut down his economy. And when he said, but a lockdown would do more than $500 billion worth of damage to the Belarus economy, they said, no, but this is at your discretion. I mean, it's a bribe. $500 billion offered to a government to murder the economy. This is what was going on. And the Tanzanian president, who recently died, was also exposing this atrocity that they were literally bribing governments to kill the industries of their countries. And this is a total farce. I've traveled by air a number of times recently under this Wuhan nonsense, and they go through this charade, this solemn charade of oh, social distancing, or you keep it two meters, as you get in the plane, and they shoehorn you into the plane, and for the next couple of hours, you're all crammed together. They haven't even given you extra space, I mean, your elbow's still pressed in there, and then afterwards, they go through the solemn charade of uh, deep planting only one row at a time. Oh, come on. They've just crammed us in there all this time. This is, but somehow, we don't have space in our church. We've got a lot more space in our churches than they have in the aircraft. And they, they pretend there's social distancing. There's no social distancing. To go through the charade before you get in a plane, after you get off, it is ridiculous. After they've crammed in and recycled air all the way through the plane at the same time. What a pathetic masquerade. So, who would have guessed two years ago that you could be told you're not allowed to enter shopping unless you're wearing a mask? I even get told by the bank to remember my mask when I come to the bank. You want me to wear a mask when I come to the bank? They used to have signs that you're not allowed to wear a mask when you go to the bank. Well, it won't take long. And in fact, they're already a place where you've got to show that you've been vaccinated to come to school or work at this business and so on and so forth. Well. What's it going to take to now you need a digital ID required in your hand or something like that, which sort of starts to ring some bells of people who've been studying the Book of Revelation. And the masquerade, the charade, this vaccination, this is pathetic. I am highly suspicious. Imagine a vaccine so safe you have to be threatened to take it. For a disease so deadly you have to be tested to know you've got it. <laughs> These have little or nothing to do with health or science, but they're steadfastly advancing a socialist agenda, a secular, sinister agenda. What is communism? The government tells you who can work, when they can work, how they can work, and you need papers for travel. And the government controls everything, and they are the ones who give you permission or withdraw your privileges. The same man who wants to depopulate the world to under a billion, preferably under 100 million, suddenly won't save everyone with his vaccines. Now, I'm just a little suspicious because there's a bit of a conflict of interest here. A eugenicist who wants to depopulate the world 
is providing the vaccines that he said is the best investment ever. Bill Gates said the best investment he ever made in his life was vaccines. He said you turn a thousand percent profit. He said there's nothing in the world that can give you a thousand percent profit except vaccines. And now he's not only heavily into the vaccines, uh, but <clears throat> the vaccine companies like Moderna and Pfizer and co, they have been lobbying to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars governments to get the laws passed to indemnify them against liability for minor side effects like paralysis, blindness, and death, you know. In fact, you're vastly more likely to be injured or killed by the vaccine than you are from the coronavirus. Vastly more. The damage is horrific. If you've got any doubt about this, go on to uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s site, Children's Health Defense. Children's Health Defense website has got phenomenally good research on how CDC is not uh, actually a medical anything, it's a vaccine uh, seller. They are, in fact, a profit-making entity who sell vaccines. So the Center for Disease Control has very, very bloody fingers and all kinds of horrific things behind them. You can't trust these characters as far as you can throw them. As Robert Kennedy points out, the vaccine producers are serial felons. They are convicted felons. They have had to pay, just in America, over $34 billion in fines for things like lying, uh, giving false information, which has led to the deaths of tens of thousands of people and things like that. They've paid billions of dollars in admission of guilt fines. They are felons. And yet we're trusting them to produce vaccines, or they call them vaccines, not that they really are vaccines, uh, in order which messes with people's DNA, prop, not even properly tested. I would rather chew glass and crawl across a minefield of broken glass while being bombed by the Arabs and take the vaccine. I will never under any circumstances consider taking some vaccine which the producers have gone to the extent of bribing, cajoling, and lobbying governments to the tune of hundreds of billions to indemnify themselves against liability. If their product is so safe, why do they need liability from prosecution? And no government has the right to mandate any medical anything to anyone. This is just outrageous. But the bullying, the propaganda, and overseas, they are getting so creative. You're going to get a free donut, and you're going to get a free McDonald's, and you're going to get a free this and that if you go and get the vaccine. And then they get threatened. You won't be able to be employed. You won't be allowed on the college campus unless you got your vaccine. And why do they do all this bullying and bribing if it's so wonderful? And why do they need indemnity from liability if it's so safe? And of course, now we see how Zuckerberg deletes your posts and others delete your books and videos, and <laughs> Bill Gates is going to delete you. Uh, because I have no doubt that what's going to happen is the people, and we're already seeing it, the people who get the vaccination are going to get sicker. In fact, many have. Healthy people have just dropped dead immediately after taking the vaccine. There's thousands of deaths recorded in England and in Europe and thousands of deaths in America of people who've taken the vaccine. And all they're going to do is say, oh, but this is a different strain. And then in order to cover the fact that the vaccine is actually more deadly than the COVID, which they've really lied and massaged the statistics for. Anyway, this is very disturbing. The Hegelian dialectic, thesis, antithesis, synthesis. First, they bring the problem, COVID-19. Then they bring the reaction, fear, hide in your houses, put on your mask, don't breathe free air. And then what's the solution? More government tyranny and power. Intrusive, invasive, 
let me scratch the back of your brains to find evidence of whether you've got this virus or not. If it's so deadly, why can't just swabbing the outside of your lip be adequate? I mean, why do they need to scratch the back of your brains in order to ascertain whether you've got this or not? So they create a virus, and the proof is coming out. This was deliberately created in the Wuhan Biological Warfare Laboratory, which is funded by America and by the CDC and so on. Obama put vast amounts, millions, hundreds of millions, into helping them to create these viruses. And you must just see tracking down the origin of the Wuhan virus is uh, one excellent DVD, uh, DVD documentary. But they create the virus. Then you have lockdown. You've got to go cashless because cash might spread the virus, maybe. And then you install 5G, uh, create RFID, and then inject as a vax. <clears throat> this is an agenda. It's a Trojan horse. In the name of public health and safety, you're seeing a new world order, martial law, police state, Soviet-type communist agenda advanced into the body politic. This is a revolution. We've got a Gospel Defense League article on the balanced and biblical response to lockdowns and masks, and honestly, I think it's one of the most outrageous things. I am staggered at the gullibility or cowardice of so many in accepting this. The biggest in most invasive attack on our freedoms in my lifetime. Never seen anything like it. And so many Christians have accepted it. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Nearly 500 years ago, Professor Martin Luther declared, if I profess with the loudest voice and clearest exposition every portion of the truth of God's word, except precisely that portion of God's word where the world and the devil are at that moment attacking, then I'm not confessing Christ, however boldly I might be professing him, for where the battle rages, there the loyalty of the soldiers proved. And to be steady on all the battlefront besides is mere flight and disgrace if he flinches at that point. It is the duty of a soldier of Christ to be faithful and courageous at the point where our faith and freedoms are being attacked the most. And today we now have the rise of the thought police. Support your local gay GB thought police, new pink inquisition. Closed minds stop thought crimes. Don't think, don't question, report those people who think for themselves or quote from the Bible. Have you noticed how many people we've got around the world right now that are snitching on their neighbors? It's extraordinary. You can be walking your grandkids down the streets and somebody's got to stop and scream out the window while they're driving on their own with a mask in their own car. Uh, where's your mask? Well, this is my family. We live in the same house. And why should I wear a mask walking on the outside? It's been proven by the science. There's absolutely no danger outside. In fact, it, all the contraction is inside. And they said the biggest super spreaders of the COVID uh, virus has been in hospitals anyway. So as we would have expected. But I've had COVID-19. Everyone in my family said COVID-19. Everyone on mission said COVID-19. That's the best inoculation you can have. We can't get it again. We can't, no, but you still got to wear the mask and so on. You still got to, but I've had it, recovered from it. We all had it and recovered from it. Mrs. Scarborough's recovered from it. Philip Stott's recovered from it. Didn't stop him coming to our BWS and so on. You can't live in fear. How many times have we had tick bite fever and malaria? You know, why would our, this is not as bad as malaria. Let me tell you, malaria is a lot worse. And uh, yeah, but still, closed minds stop thought crimes. Don't think. 
Trust the government. Trust in the government. As warned in Huxley's Brave New World and George Orwell's 1984, we now have a technologically advanced society increasingly with invasive surveillance by Big Brother, who's watching everything. And we have a society so distracted by mindless entertainment, so subdued by drugs, so intimidated by thought police, regulated and restricted by omnipresent government where basic freedoms are under threat. And in fact, they're aided by so many people who are willing to snitch on and scream their neighbors. Um, my son even got arrested by multiple police vehicles coming because during lockdown, he was running around an empty field. He's a coach, he, does, he runs about 120 kilometers a week. And uh, running around empty field and piles uh, was enough for the police. If only we could have seen those police fight against crime that could get to the beaches and stop people going to the beach in summer when it's boiling hot. We need resistance to revolution. And today, to say something like marriage can only be between a man and a woman is a thought crime, apparently. In this age of revolution, it's vital that we respond with resistance. We need to know what we believe. We need to know why we believe it. We need to know how to defend an argument to an increasingly illogical and intolerant world, we might add. And we need to fear God and not man. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we must not bow and we must not bend. Our God, whom we serve, is able to save us, and he will. But even if he does not, we still won't bow before their idols, nor will we serve their agenda. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. We need to disconnect from disinformation and defilement. The first most obvious step of resistance is to disconnect from the world's indoctrination, disinformation, and defilement industry. Switch off and disconnect your TV, preferably take it to the shooting range. Cancel those cable subscriptions and refuse to listen to the lies. This is a maneuver you've got to take when people are choking and something that could threaten their lives. How can you tell when truth is being told? When Facebook blocks it, when Twitter deletes it, when Google hides it, when YouTube bans it, when the government censors it, and when the government forbids it, then you know that must be the truth. And just like that little Susie cured the worst virus of all time. Uh, so sometimes, like in Fa uh, Fireproof, one of my favorite of the uh, films of the Kendrick brothers, taking a baseball bat to the screen is one of the most constructive therapeutic things you can do. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Notice the renewing of our minds, not the removal of our minds. Some people think they've just got to stop thinking. And we should boycott the indoctrination gulags. The Communist Manifesto was the first to pioneer the novel idea that government should control education. Governments weren't interested in education historically. The church organized education. And schools were started by churches and run by churches and missions and monasteries. Most schools in Africa were started by the church. In fact, most universities in Africa were started by the church. Fort Hare University was a Presbyterian mission university, for example. Something's happened since. But the Communist Manifesto of 1848 advocates government control of education, licensing and training of teachers, and licensing and producing of textbooks. Why? Mold the minds of future voters. Now, we expect this in communist China and North Korea. But if we divide 123 genders by white supremacy, how much climate change do we have? Now, if you don't know the answer to that, you haven't been to school lately. You see, because they're getting a whole new, what 
what we got at school is not what they're getting now. What the world calls education has in all too many cases distorted into indoctrination in state schools which are increasingly coming like indoctrination gulags. It is absolutely wicked to sentence kids to 12 years in a state institution where they will be brainwashed. It's, it's really a child abuse. To ensure that our children are not being indoctrinated by state schools and state textbooks, where they, they literally keep people from the wonderful opportunities of, of learning outside. I remember when I was traveling around with my uh, son Calvin on missions and I spoke at a school assembly in the morning and uh, I was going on to a radio program. They said, oh, would you like to, to my six-year-old, would you like to stay in one of the classes? And he thought, well, this would be novel. Let's see what it's like to sit in the classroom. So uh, he was there. I came back from the radio station about an hour later and I went to see how my son's doing and he wasn't there. Where's my son? Oh, he asked to go to the library. Okay, so I went to the library. Have you seen my son? He came in, but then he left. I walked up thinking, clever boy. Two steps to escape. And... Uh, uh, next thing I heard him screaming with delight and on the back of someone's motorbike roaring down the road. And uh, when I asked him later, he said, they wanted me to sit in a desk and be quiet. I thought, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. We need education that teaches us how to think critically. Not state-mandated indoctrination which teaches you what to think. It's really child abuse. If you type into Google, school makes me, this is what comes up. Depressed, suicidal, anxious, cry, feel stupid, sick, so tired, sad, so stressed. It's really abusive. Twelve years of this indoctrination, and it's, it's now wokeness and critical race theory and gender confusion, and it's just beyond... Comp it's not just evolution, atheism now. I mean, they've gone way past that. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you've rejected knowledge, I'll also reject you as my priests. Because you've ignored the law of your God, I will also ignore your children. 500 years ago, reformer Professor Martin Luther warned, I'm much afraid that schools will prove to be wide gates to hell. Unless they diligently labor in explaining the holy scriptures, engraving them in the hearts of youth. I advise no one to place his child where the scriptures do not reign paramount. Every institution in which men are not constantly occupied with the word of God must become corrupt. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of this world, and not according to Christ. We need to ignore indoctrination, protect our children from the errors of the enemy. So much of what's called the mainstream media has become lamestream dealing more in disinformation information. I remember when I actually used to enjoy reading the newspaper and Time magazine, that's a long time ago. Far from reporting without fear and favor, the anti-Christian, pro-abortion, pro-perversion agenda of Slime magazine, a newspeak, and useless news and world report, and the Communist News Network and the Bolshevik Broadcasting Corporation, and the Sunday Crimes, they seem more like propaganda and distraction from the real issues of the day. Whenever you see a major news story, you should look around for the real story they're trying to distract you from. And there's a lot of distractions regularly. We need to smash cultural Marxism, the critical race theory, the whole termite strategy. Boycott blasphemy and delete the defilement. So much of today is called entertainment, particularly from Hollywood, which is nothing but a blasphemy industry now, is more like defilement and exploitation. 
Boycott the blasphemous, delete what defiles. So good we've got a delete button. And we need reformation by home education. We need to respond to revolution with resistance and reformation. Instead of subjecting ourselves to the world's indoctrination, we need to home educate our children. Now, most people in South Africa, their children are all over the planet. I praise God that all of our four children and all of our three grandchildren are living in a home, not just in the same country, in the same city, in the same suburb, they're actually in a home. And let me tell you, if we'd send them to the state schools, that wouldn't have happened like that. Home education is what's kept our family together. Investing in our children and our grandchildren is an investment in the future. Supporting Christian home-based education curriculums is one of the most important strategic influential steps for reformation you could possibly take. And that's why I've written books like on South African history, sketches from South African history, also in Afrikaans, all kinds of history books, because history is a battlefield. The creation materials we can get from creation scientists like Dr. Philip Stott, the finest creation scientist in our country, if not continent, who has been invited to lecture all across Russia by the government in their universities, getting the entire faculties and entire student bodies of whole state universities across the whole of the Russian Federation, standing ovations for giving the answers. When Philip Stott was invited to Russia uh, straight after the overthrow of the communists there, they would introduce him to the universe saying, we know the communists lied to us about history. We know they lied to us about economics. We wonder if they might have also lied to us about science. Please teach us about creation. And across Russia, and he couldn't do this in America, he <laughs> couldn't do it in South Africa, but Russia invited a top creation scientist from South Africa to go from one side to the other. And we get him here, ministering at our biblical worldview seminars, his resources. There's such great material for home education these days. We've got 5,000-odd books in Christian Liberty books downstairs, most of which are for homeschooling. Reading, I'm meaning books, is an act of resistance in the landscape of distraction. And on planes, I often find people staring at me and whispering to one another when they see I'm sitting there reading a book. Uh, you know, you're likely to get people taking pictures if you read a book in public these days. Try it on a university campus sometime. We need to invest in the mind. Readers make leaders. A reading Christian is a growing Christian. Building up your library with excellent Christian books lays solid foundations for biblical reformation. This is resistance. Providing libraries for pastors, like here's Bishop Bismarck in Sudan getting one of our libraries for pastors sets. The discerning heart seeks knowledge, and you won't get that much knowledge just surfing the internet. Support alternative media, radio broadcasts, Joy Magazine, Henry Morton Stanley School of Christian Journalism. Instead of receiving disinformation and distraction from the lamestream media, we should support alternative Christian media, podcasts, websites, mailing lists, social media platforms. They're a lot more interesting and they're more likely to be true than what we get from the lamestream. There's a whole lot of changes. Because of all the censorship, there's a whole new series of platforms. I believe President Trump's even moving to create a new media platform that won't have censorship. We look forward to that. We should support excellence in entertainment. Instead of allowing ourselves to be defiled by the exploitative Hollywood blasphemy industry, we should support excellence in arts and entertainment from Christian filmmakers, musicians, and artists. Back to the Bible for reformation and revival. Commit yourself to working through the whole Bible. That was a great adventure, a six-year project, studying, preaching, teaching, writing, 
summarising every book of the Bible. Start a Bible study and prayer fellowship, either in your home or your congregation or your workplace, college or school. That's where our mission started, a Bible study and prayer fellowship in an army base. And how that grew our mission. Small Bible study and prayer groups committed to working through every book of the Bible and discussing how best to apply these principles to every area of life lay solid foundations for back to the Bible reformation and spiritual revival. Traditional families are real resistance to revolution. In this age of secular, humanist, Marxist, anti-Christian revolution, one of the most effective, long-lasting acts of resistance is to get married and have lots of children. We live in an age where tradition is one of the highest forms of rebellion, resistance. God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we must think multi-generationally. We must leave a legacy for our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. And just as a matter of interest, African Christian Action was born the same week my firstborn, Andrea, was born. So in February 1991, as Lenora was giving birth to Andrea, we were giving birth from Frontline Fellowship to Africa Christian Action as a pro-life, pro-family moral institution. So now Andrea is having children, uh, and uh, she's just had a third child this week. So we praise God for the fact of ministry of multiplication. We need to leave our children and grandchildren with a better standard, a better purpose, a better vision, a better mission, a better work ethic, and a better world. Investing in future generations by reforming your family and raising up a new generation in the love and the fear of the Lord will have long-lasting eternal consequences. And this is what drives the left batty. Hence the Vogue article that having a child is now environmental terrorism. <laughs> Um, to have a child in 2021. Reformer Martin Luther taught that parenthood is a true school of discipleship and there's no love so unselfish and sacrificial as that of a parent. Professor Martin Luther also taught that no man can remain single without sin. A man who refused to marry is as if he had shed innocent blood, said Martin Luther. How's that for? And that was the t teaching of the Puritans. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. When God established his Abrahamic covenant, he said, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant. You shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout all their generations. We should pray the Psalms. We need to reform our local congregation. We need to reform our family. We need to reform our prayer life. We need to pray the Psalms. Amen. The prayer book of the Bible, the hymn book of the Bible, the biggest book of the Bible, the worship book of the Bible. Pray the imprecatory Psalms, the prayers for justice. Pray against evil. Pray for justice. Pray for heaven-sent revival. Work for reformation, for the fulfillment of the Great Commission of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to invest in eternity. So I sought for a man among them who would stand before me in the gap and build up the wall on behalf of the land so that I would not have to destroy it. Ezekiel 22, verse 30, has been a major inspiration to ACA from the earliest. The left are busy trying to remove Christianity from society, but that's a foundation which a whole civilization's built. We need to be part of Operation Nehemiah, rebuilding the walls, interceding on behalf of the land. Jesus Christ is building his church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The Bible is the anvil on which many hammers have been broken. So how can we change your world? Survey every book of the Bible. Pray through the Psalms. 
Start a Bible study and prayer fellowship. Witness to your friends and neighbors and strangers. Home educate your children with Bible-based education. Be a seed sower of gospel literature. And by the way, you'll have lots of material. Jonathan's brought up a whole pile of Bibles and books and gospel booklets here uh, to distribute completely free anyone who can take and help and see they get in the right hands. Just this Tuesday, the same day Andrea was giving birth to a third son, uh, we received a 40-foot container of two million gospel booklets, 4,000 boxes. And uh, so you can also help with distributing of those. Practice hospitality. Invest in the lives of foreign students. Hunter was just telling us the other week of a Muslim in America who came to Christ through hospitality of a Christian family. Become a reader of life-changing books. Learn to fear God alone, freed from the fear of man. Disconnect from the world's indoctrination and disinformation. It doesn't matter what they say. If you're not listening to it, it can't affect you. They asked the Amish why the Amish haven't been affected by COVID. And they said, we don't have television. <laughs> Invest in discipleship and mentorship. Make Christ's Great Commission your supreme ambition. Stand up for Jesus. Step out in faith. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Fight the good fight of faith.